So last week we talked about how the pride movement, specifically the transgender movement, has affected youth. Today we're talking about how it affects teens. If you have children in the room, go ahead and excuse them from this episode because it is going to be uh, graphic. With that said, Jonathan Fiala here, sitting in the chair of economics for further every today uh, and for every day. I can't speak today. And today I'm joined by a full panel. We got Miss Nikki in the chair of theology. How's it going? Good day. I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Glad to have you there. Glad to be here. And uh, Clint in the chair of philosophy. Hey, guys. How's it going? Going good. Glad you're here, sir. Dealing with the rigor the Christian must bring to the faith. And to his left, my right, we got uh, Justin. You remembered my name? I swear I you pause every time. Like yeah, you, like it's, you forget well, my name. So, so it's a training scar. You, you know how how when you're doing a, a firearm practice or when or when you're doing a first aid or whatever, you have muscle memory practice. You develop a training scar. I think that's right. what I did with you. <laughs> oh wow, so you're a scar. Chair culture. No, I have a. He gave because I scar. stay with you forever. He gave me a scar. Anyway, moving over to Steve. How's it yeah. going? Hey, man, I'm doing exactly well, perfectly well, and will be, of course, politically in. Correct. In that chair. Okay. So let's go ahead and start. So we're doing this in the spirit of love. That's the most important thing that I want us to recognize. Everything that we're saying today is in the spirit of love. You would not tell someone who is cutting themselves that uh, I affirm the cutting. We would not tell someone who is in destructive behavior in their life if they're not paying their bills, if they're uh, not paying their taxes and they're not filing those forms, right? We wouldn't say, well, good on you, go for that. If someone right. wanted to cut off their their hand, we would not tell that person and affirm it that that's a good thing. There's a reason why we're coming at this. And people say, eh, we've read some of those comments. We, Why do you care? Because there's a whole generation of children who are coming up who've been through this who were not told the consequences, which we're going to get to. But for now, uh, I'd like to pull up a, a study. It's going to be on the Firefox capture, Mr. Producer. Uh, it's going to be figures one through three. So get that Firefox capture ready. Yep. Go ahead and pull that up for me, please. Now, uh, it's going to be hard for us to see in here, but you guys can see online. If you look through this, this is actually a specific clinic's uh, increase from 2000, I believe it's 2000, I'm pulling it up here. Yeah, from 1990, rather, the increase of new patients per year of folks who have uh, gone through the sexual reassignment surgery uh, in this one clinic. That's figure one. Figure two, go ahead and scroll to figure two, please. Make sure that's centered. Thank you, sir. Uh, this is the age. Do you guys see how the age is plummeting? that these surgeries are done on since the 1995 time to, to 2017 is when this was published mm-hmm. on. And by the way, as always, links in the description, we absolutely do so, uh, source and cite everything that we, we, we speak about as much as we can. Right. Uh, go to go to number three. The most interesting figure here, I think, is that you had in 1990, zero female to male surgeries being done by this one gender clinic. And back then, you know, not too long ago, we only had two gender clinics. Now we have hundreds in the United States. And we had zero per year, female to male transitions. And what we see is that line, that red line, the projection line goes up. And there the were aberrations. The trend line. That's a trend line. Yeah. Right. It goes up. 
And what you're seeing is an explosive increase in female to male. Uh, I think that's what I said. Feel free to correct me at any time. I think it's a reference, reference line. But it's, is it reference line? Yeah. Trend line. Trend line. Trend I, line. I, I, I work in data for line. a living. There's a difference between a reference line and a trend line. I don't know why I said reference well, line. Well, I was literally thinking trend line. You're, you're correct, though. You're correct. So correct me anytime. So go ahead and uh, thank you for that, Mr. Producer. So why? Why is this happening? Well, do any of y'all remember Dr. Lisa Littman from t that 2018 study? Does anyone remember what, what, what happened there? How she did a study of uh, parents and saying, what is going on with transgender youth? How, how, do, how is it that we see this new population of female to male transitioners? And what is the detransition rate is the question that's brought on by that. Actually, Mr. Producer, just to set the table, and then I want to have a full round table on this, go ahead and pull out that Megyn Kelly interview. Um, situation was, I noticed something that was unusual, and I felt that it needed some exploration. And coming in with, I wonder what's going on, um, you know, I felt that 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 there were questions that needed to be asked. Mm -hmm. And so my, my ulterior motive was trying to understand what was happening that was different than what has been um, observed for gender dysphoric young people in the decades previous. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we all saw it, except you actually did something to try to figure it out, figure out the why behind it. And, and the prevailing line had been, well, society's become more tolerant of trans people, thus the increase in numbers of people, including teenagers, saying that they're trans. And you were cognizant of that line in going into your research, too. You understood that that's, that was sort of the line that, that a lot of people used. Yes, more, more tolerance will lead to more public identification as trans. And we're open-minded to that being the explanation. Right. So first, I want to say that society becoming more tolerant of people who are transgender, people who are gender dysphoric, people who are lesbian, gay, bisexual. I think that's great. Like that is really, really important progress that we've had. And previously, there was a lot of discrimination and stigma. So I would say that is a step in the right direction. What happened, what I was seeing um, in my own small community, some other around the world, clinicians started to see this, and these are the specialized uh, gender clinics, started to notice this massive change that there was a skyrocketing of teenagers seeking to transition, and it was even more pronounced for teenage girls. So both teenage boys and girls went up, um, more so the girls. Um, previously, I would say as recently as 2012, um, there wasn't a lot of information even about adolescents. There were only two gender clinics in the world who had enough information. And so these increases, when I say skyrocketing, you know, what does that really mean? So in the United Kingdom, they saw a 45,000% increase in girls um, 
attending the gender identity development services. 4,300, so 4,000, I'm sorry, 4,500% increase. And that's, that is huge. That's really huge. And, um, and just okay. So I want to get everyone's thoughts on that. By the way, we're welcoming Josh on. How's it going, bud? It's going good, sir. What's going on, man? Glad to have you here with me in the chair of economics. Well, certainly. So I want to get everyone's reaction to that going around the room here because that's remarkable. In, in all of modern history, we have not seen this sort of explosion in gender dysphoria. This is something that is remarkably modern. And, and again, you've heard us talk about this happening in the past, actually, with the worship of false gods, and that's a whole other issue. But in America, in the West, in the current modern West, this is a new thing. Dr. Lisa Littman, by the way, was fired from Brown, ultimately, because of this. What do you think is causing that social contagion was it because of this particular interview no, or just because of her in 2018 for daring to even publish that finding she was oh, fired oh okay what, what, i think it's scary is what it is and um i think one of the things they need to study is is why has it gone up so much what is the cause of this that it just can't be like all of a sudden these teenagers hope overnight or some you know miraculous reason these kids have decided that they've got gender dysphoria because of this particular generation. Come on, really? Um, you know what I'm saying? And what 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 it really links to is have it, anyone here There's, heard of something called bulimia? Any of y'all heard of anorexia? Sure. Sure. Any of y'all heard of Jim Bros? There's got to be some that's... kind of influence, <laughs> some in, involvement well, of an influence that's creating. This. It's usually it, it's usually media awareness, and they go out and they try to make the public aware, and then they use it as you know we need to be sympathetic and we need to get help to people who are having this that are you know hiding because they're ashamed. And so then the young kids feel like, hey, I got to get on this this bandwagon because it's popular now. And so you can get young children to do a lot of things if it becomes an idea that it's popular or it's, you know, I'm changing the world. I have a sense I'm changing the world. Well, sure. And how easy is it to convince the younger people that something is like, cool to be this way or it's you know um whatever reason that they need to be like this for some reason or another yeah and you so, know what i'm saying and, and and that's just it you have a whole group of people who are the co comorbidities on this are incredible where you have girls who are constantly fighting the the issue of self-worth Yes. And they're and they're at the age where they're the most vulnerable. So all of a sudden you have a whole movement come along and it says, let's tell these girls that, wait, wait, you must be trans because you don't fit in at the age where none of us fit. In. Can anyone in this room honestly say that you fit in 
and that you were perfectly well-adjusted during your teenage years. I will tell you, because, you know, my teenage years was in the 70s and the 80s. And the joke was, it's always easier to be a boy. It really is. Because... Uh, because of the things that girls have to go through and because of the emotional turmoil of I'm not popular or I'm too fat or, you know, I'm not the pretty one. I'm not this. I'm not that. It it was back then even talked about. It's easier just to be a boy. Newsbreaker. Being a boy is one tough freaking thing to be. Yes. I'm going to you tell you right now. A godly, but, a godly, a godly boy is a hard thing to be an ungodly boy can be very pleasurable in that time well even just being a boy even even if you're being ungodly because i'll tell you when i was young as a boy i wasn't very godly and it was tough because i'll tell you what i was constantly in fights all the time looking for the pecking order mm-hmm and that's one of the things that a lot of boys go through a it, lot of times. And bullying is major. But you with know what? Boys. The girls just see it from a girl's perspective. They they just see it from a girl's perspective. They don't see it from a boy's perspective. So they just look at the boys thinking, you know, it's yeah. it's got to be easier to be a boy than to be a girl. <laughs> well, and the grass is the grass is always greener. Yes, it always is, is. The grass is always greener, and that's something that I think people really miss out on. Just, you know, you're someone who's done, whew, that was loud. You've done a lot of counseling. So when they're at, when children are at this vulnerable age. Talk and, about vulnerable age. And you tell them that this is how, this is how to be welcomed. Especially with the social media component to this, the social contagion. How do you think that works out? Buckle up, ladies world. and gents. It's about to get real in here. Okay. It's so, always been real, dude. You get it? <laughs> always has been. Um, <laughs> when you hit about the 12-ish range, when you start to go through puberty, you hit a different development level in your brain. And it's the formal... Okay, hold on. operational stage um and basically it's your abstract thinking uh when they were dis- discovering the stages that people go through they did a couple of tests and one was with weights to figure out how do people you know at different ages make balance with different weights Right. But the one that really shows us is the third eye test. They asked kids, if you had a third eye, where would you put it? Right. And the development stage before this, every kid put it somewhere on their face. Most of them put it on their forehead because what they understood are eyes are on your head. So the eye has to go on your head. When you hit the 12 and you hit this uh, formal... I don't know why I can't remember this formal operation stage. People started to put them in different places on their hand was a popular one in the back of their head. So they can see behind their head, right? They started making decisions on where to put it because of other reasons. This is also where a lot of the artsy students start to go more abstract because all of a sudden they can start thinking about things differently and start going, well, what? If this breaks the norm, if I break the norm, what will happen? Right. This is also why that's the age where girls get bangs. 
it's the age where girls color their hair right it's the age that guys start to grow their hair out because all of a sudden they start to go oh i don't have to be this i don't have to keep my hair the way my dad kept his right they want to be different yeah and this difference intrigues them okay so when we start saying oh yeah you're right you feel different this difference intrigues you which is normal and in normal and in good healthy relationships someone should draw a line and say yeah that different intrigues you great but there's a line that line needs to be drawn well in society we're now saying oh that difference intrigues you that must mean that you are that difference now you had an interest in that you thought about that once now that means you must and as someone who's just learning how to think that way they don't know that they have the option to stay the same they're now pushed that way and they're being told that thinking that you're thinking yeah no that's good thinking because they're still learning how to think abstract So when you go to teenagers, 12, 13, 14, 15 for some late bloomers, you know, they don't know how to think abstract yet. And you're telling them your abstract thinking is now your normal thinking. And and, and even worse, we're making long term decisions based upon how Mm -hmm. how they are viewing the world and their their view of the world is is uh, I'm not going to say that it's not valid. There is a there is a view of the world that even a four year old has, and that's an important view, and that view needs to be understood and respected and, and cherished. But we're talking about an age where everything is in turmoil, and you're telling these kids, "Let's make life altering decisions that will castrate you." Yeah, I I mean, I talked about kids coloring their hair, getting bangs, and I think a good parent will let them make some of those decisions because you know what? You can always grow more hair. Yeah. Right? It's not a life-altering decision, but you're not going to let your kid, you know, most people won't let the 13-year-old get a tattoo of their boyfriend's name on their shoulder. Right? Like Bad because marriage. you're going to look and go no, we know that that relationship's 99% of the time not going to last. You don't want this guy's name on your body for the rest of your life. The tattoo right? lasts longer but, than the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting the Facts. tattoo lasted longer than the relationship. Um, but mm. yet we're yeah. saying go ahead and change your entire physical being. Change the hormones within you. We won't let them get tattoos, but we'll let them cut po- body parts off. So I want to move forward here. I want to move forward here. And so... I, I think we're going to skip, Mr. Producer. We're going to skip the Dr. Lisa Littman paper and the two rebuttals because just for the sake of time, I'm a little concerned about that. But uh, that is in the links in the description for all of that if you want to get into that. Instead, what I would like to do is I would like to talk about WPATH. And uh, I'm going to have to – I cannot remember this for the life of me, so I have to, I have to read it here. The World Professional Association for Transgender Health, WPATH, okay? That's a very important group. It's one of the main governing bodies that does uh, – lays out all of the uh, best practices for the treatment of transgender youth, okay? It's a very important group of people, and we're going to talk about this. And there's a reason this hat's on because we will get to it. Um, but their interests are – under scrutiny and they and they should be there's some new scrutiny some new new stuff out but before we do i want to get to um what uh i'm trying to find her name real quick 
Dr. Marcy Bowers, actually his name, her name, it was a transitioned male to female doctor, uh, says about blocking puberty at Tanner stage two, which is which is a a um, a time frame in the development. So it's going to eleven, isn't it, or something like that? I think. Yeah, yeah, uh, yes, Mr. Producer, if you could pull that up on the YouTube capture, that's correct. And um, let's go ahead and just listen to what Dr. Marcy Bowers has to say. Go ahead and transition over and start that that video, please. The second is um, was an observation transition. that I had that every transition, single please. child who was or adolescent who was transition. truly Tra blocked at Tanner stage two is you, has never experienced orgasm. I mean, it's <laughs> it's really about zero. These are the, of course, these are just assigned male at birth, so trans, feminine, and it's because they never in their lives are exposed to testosterone. That doesn't change. That doesn't change. So blockers prevent the rise of testosterone, and they don't really go on testosterone at or around surgery or into adulthood. And so we don't know. They're going to have this sensation. There's no question about that. Um, but are they going to be able to achieve sexual satisfaction it's important in relationships and i know that from my work with female genital mutilation survivors that that the lack of being able to be intimate with a partner is very important and so this is what really raised the red flag for me is to say look we're going to really we need to have our eyes open about it i think it's been beneficial talking about it um i know joe and many others have have reported to me you know they've they've they have looked they've changed their approach a little bit in their informed consent models and that they're we're talking about masturbation now we're talking about okay that's a, an area of the body that's got very dysphoric for you but you know what it's all a penis is it's just a large clitoris i mean let's we're all it's all the same material it no, really is not. so no. uh so you know use it for 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 the pleasurable purposes, partially that it was intended. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But these are these are to be answered questions. So can we avoid puberty and get good adult results? And secondly, how do we it, how, how do we uh, assure someone that they're going to be able to be sexually responsive? Do we remove the blockers during the course of their adolescence? and let a little bit of puberty come back do we delay it a little bit maybe into tanner's three or four maybe before they have their first orgasms maybe okay i have so, an answer go ahead and i have go. questions okay so <laughs> okay, question good. so questions and an answer what's your question question why <laughs> okay okay but like no honestly why are you okay for one the lady in the middle with her wall screen messed me up so bad right and Dude, like, don't ruin my galaxy. You already took my rainbow from Christ. Now, stop it. Stop taking crap from me. Yep. And two, why? Why are we considering this? Why, if the kid hasn't had an orgasm and you've already want to make life-altering decisions to his butt, why? You already say they don't have satisfaction. You just said it. In worldly perspective, that is no, I, I no longer get self-satisfaction. So now their worldview has fallen through. Now it looks like Swiss cheese because if I'm doing this for my satisfaction and I no longer can have satisfaction, What's the point? Why do it? So, so, and, and, and so that right there, that right there is the whole point. It, it, my thing is, why? 
Why would you even get rid of God out of the equation for five seconds here and just go from purely a secular perspective? Why would you even consider doing something that has a 60, 80, 90 percent, depending on which surgery you're talking about, complication rate? And in a lot of cases, there is zero erogenous sensation. Again, if you have kids in the room, okay, we're, 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 we're going to try to talk in um, in code words. Like, we are? Yeah, starting, starting from here. Can I get so, the code words with? No, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need that wiki. We'll so, so try, 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 try to say corn instead of the other one. Bull corn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, no, 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 corn, corn instead of. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like, so, so we're we're avoiding you know edophiles uh, uh, instead of you know the p. It's the same same thing. But j j just just try to you try to prevent cornophile. We're gonna That's try to beat the about. YouTube censors here for a moment. Cornophile. There you go. But okay, we're, we're gonna use the cornophile. Okay, it's now cornophiles. <gasps> anyway. So see that's that's why I wear a tinfoil hat. I would come up with this. But why would you, why would you go through a procedure that is legitimately set up to take away? Or it, the whole purpose of it is for satisfaction, and it has that high of a failure rate. Justin, I know you had thoughts. I have so many thoughts. I'm trying to process some of them. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I was sitting there the same thing. It's like my answer to all of this is just don't do it. Like you're literally you're like, hey, we have this process that takes satisfaction away. How do we put satisfaction back into it? Go back to the OG that gave satisfaction, right? Wait until after puberty for them to make decisions. How can you decide which food you like better if you haven't tried them both? You know, like, it, don't whoa, tell whoa, me that you're sketchy. not going <laughs> to. That was a sketchy <laughs> metaphor. That was sketchy. Um, that one almost went off the rails. <laughs> Careful, but, you buddy. Know, don't, don't make decisions about your life until you've started to live your life. Right. That's why there are parents. I had a pastor once give a whole sermon on the parental roles and parents don't become an advisory role. They say until a kid reaches somewhere between 18 to 25. That's when they, parents should go into an advisory role of saying, hey, here's the advice, but you make the decision. But we're but we're transitioning kids at 12 and 13. Yeah. Or younger. So, or, or, or younger. And we're starting some of them socially transitioning at two and three. So I want to get Josh's thoughts because Josh has been quiet from the chair of economics. I want to get your thoughts here. Well, I don't. I didn't even want to take it from an economic perspective. I, I really wanted to address the video as a whole. The right, right here, <laughs> producer man, <laughs> big man. Yes. Okay. So uh, I do not think that there would be anything wrong, and I think it would only be responsible for parents and to teach their children about sex and the and the responsibility of it the the side effects of it the just like teaching them about what it is and stuff and I don't think I see a problem with that but it's more educational that's what I'm trying to really get at it, it, in the educational sense but this to me did not seem like it seemed to me to cross a very bad boundary and it deeply troubles me to see because where what organization did you say they were from? Uh, this is from WPATH. This is from WPATH. I mean, this is one of the biggest transgender organizations out there. And, and when you think about what they said, think like truly think about what they're talking about. They're not talking about educating children about sex. They're talking about 
sexualizing children. They're talking about the fact that it's not, it's deeper than that. It's deeper than just educating them. It's not just that it's that we need to tell them that we need to help them feel sexually pleased and sexually fulfilled when that's, that's to me a really crazy boundary to cross for a 12 or 13 year old. And I think it's even weirder when you have a group of adults talking about and plotting on how well, to make but, that happen. But, 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 but then even worse, but then even worse, they literally admit, they literally will admit that any child who's gone under these puberty blockers, the whole purpose of their sexual satisfaction, the whole purpose is for their sexual satisfaction. At least that's what they say. And I'm gonna, we're going to get to why that's not the purpose because they know Marcy Bowers has come out rec- as recently as 21 uh, and 22 and said, you know, um, actually puberty blockers, Tanner stage two, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and do that then. Uh, so she has, he, she, transgender doctor has flip-flopped yeah. on this and the, the 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 whole frustration for me is marcy bowers literally said that no child who has started puberty blockers at tanner stage two will have sexual satisfaction so what what that means they'll never have an orgasm they'll never have that that reaction so we now know long-term effects. We know that there are long-term effects, and we know that these long-term effects are things that oh. will affect our relationships, our lives, our satisfaction, and we're still pushing kids to make these changes. Uh, well, guess guess what? What? We have that one of the things that's been posted that John Arthur has that'll be posted mm-hmm. in our stuff. Link in the description. Yes. <clears throat> There is, I don't know if the study was done, but there is a person that states that Sweden has completely outlawed that, period. We're we're going to be talking about that next week in depth, but yes. Because why? Because of that one thing, and like John Arthur's talked about, we'll talk about it more in depth, but they've completely outlawed it. Well, I think the U.K. has made some adjustments, too. It's completely uh, done trans- away with it. No, of- no more. Period. So, so let's let let's actually go and talk about some of some of the different um, some of the different people who've who've experienced this. And uh, make sure you say that as five. Yeah, some of the different people have experienced this. There's there's two different reactions that we see, and I wanted and I want to talk about how those reactions are different in just a moment. But I want you to pull up the clip from Jazz Jennings. It's the next clip, Mr. Producer. Uh, go ahead and grab that on the Firefox capture, please. And um, it's it's kind of frightening. Now, this compilation is courtesy of um, uh, Matt Walsh, and I thought I had one for from Candace Owens, but I don't know if I have it there. Uh, the reason I used one of their super comps is because I didn't want to go through the time of finding them myself. TLC has removed a bunch of the clips, and they've copyright struck some people's clips because they were in a negative light. And so Walsh is still up, and Candace Owens are still up. So let's go ahead and see Walsh this one from Walsh. Real. Walsh was real interesting. Uh, make watch. sure that that's on the uh, YouTube capture. Make sure it's on the YouTube capture. If I said Firefox, that was my bad. Make sure it's on the YouTube capture, Mr. Producer. You did say Firefox capture. That's my bad. Yeah. Make it on the YouTube capture. That's my bad. You're messing with the man. I'm messing with the man. There you go. Yep. Yep. Hit it. Let's go. And start her up. Thank you, sir. So, um, are you feeling like you wanted to start talking about? Are you okay? I'm okay. I'm like going to cry. But you, you know I can't get out of my head. I know. No, listen. 
I it know. just doesn't stop. It's okay. Give me a hug. It's okay. I know what you're going through. We've been there before. No, it still doesn't stop now. I and know. I'm already going well, back to negative. You, but the more you're talking about yourself, it gets harder. Mm-hmm. You're digging in and you're, it's making you put a, a magnifying glass on what's already difficult as it is. So this is hard for you. I know. And you don't, we don't want to push and you I know I'm the one doing it. Like, I know you're your own worst enemy. I feel kind of all over the place and like my mind is very cluttered and not clear. And I really want to have that clarity. I really want to understand myself and be able to read my own soul and what I want. And it's just very challenging. And I think I'm kind of breaking down a little bit and spiraling into negativity. I just want to feel like myself. Like, that's right. it. You're I don't like care. All I want is to be happy and feel like me. And I don't feel like what me ever. Uh, okay, so that's... How's it? I remember that show when yeah. it first came out. So it, and it's been out for years. Chaz Jennings, for those of you who are late, late to the boat here, Chaz Jennings was one of the first individuals to undergo transition surgery. It's one of the first individuals and is a he to a she. This mm-hmm. is what the attempt was. And uh, this was, you came out at five years old and said, mommy, I feel like a girl. And of course, mom started a TLC show got a reality TV show out of the gig and you don't want to attribute motive, but then again, links in the description below, but you, you can find it also out there where mom says literally to her child, if you do not use this dilator, for those who don't know, pause. Okay. It is a replica of a man's, it was really what it is. It's, yep. it's a, it's an acrylic Corn husk? Corn, corn husk. Yes, yeah. it's a corn yeah. husk. Corn, corn husk. Why is and everything do with corn? Mom says, mom says, I will take this dilator and I will shove it in you if you don't do it yourself. I mean, there, there comes a point where you almost say, Wait. yikes, that, that sounds a little creepy, doesn't it? No, but I was pretty sure she couldn't go through this transition because she did it at such a young age. There wasn't enough they, okay. to do that. Go to the uh, group me, Mr. Producer, and you're going to find uh, on that not the grip me the show doc and you're going to find the candace owens one cue it to number 44 because we're going to hear about how that happened let's go ahead and pull that up pull up that youtube clip uh it's underneath um how is transitioning if yes that one go ahead and pull that one up and because to my knowledge she because i don't keep up with her i try not or it i'm so confused and them i don't try to keep but that at my knowledge she couldn't do it and she was so distraught or yeah. He was so well, distraught. And that's why you see him breaking down like that. Because he no longer knows. Because he found his identity in something that's unstable. And now that he placed his, you can say he placed his whole faith in it, it's now destroyed. But he was told. I mean, that uh, Jazz was told these things. And oh. he had her expectations, her, him. And then the reality is a hard truth to face and what struck me was all of the counseling that was happening there like when she said hey i understand what you're going through and see if you're like Psh, i doubt it the, the counselor wasn't looking at the transition That's, right that, that, what, was that was that mom that was mom that the was mom, mom. Does, i'm gonna be honest that mom had some counseling chops there because that was very traditional counseling of get out of your head you're in your head all right so jazz but, jazz. one second one second keep going ignore but, that sorry um you know they're still going through all of these thoughts of I don't feel I belong. I can't understand myself. I'm still beating myself up despite getting a transition. Despite the thing that would fix all of these feelings. Guess what? You're still having these feelings. That's human nature. 
counselors are trained how to handle that because everybody goes through that. It's normal. And guess what? Getting a transition does not fix that. And it, well, it, 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 it's, it, it's something that is part of the human experience. And what you're doing is you're robbing these kids of that, of that opportunity to grow. And instead, what you're saying is, here, let me help you. You, you. you ever hear about why you don't help a chick out of the shell? You weaken them. Because you'll weaken them. They'll never gain the strength. And, and instead of weakening, we're actually cutting the wings off so it can get out easier. Is, is, is a better analogy. In fact, to, to your point, uh, we were going to skip over this. Go ahead and hit that clip real quick, Mr. Producer. Let's go ahead and go. It's from Candace Owens. Oh, let's make sure that that is unmuted. There it's we on go. the 12th. Why is it Spanish? She's one of the first to have undergone complete pubertal suppression and lack of growth of the skin and other tissues, which we rely on as surgeons to do this operation. I was just not expecting her to have a complication as severe as what she did have. <laughs> the wounds were definitely separating and she formed like a blister. Like, it's almost like a blood blister. As we were getting her on the bed, like, I, I felt something go pop. And when I looked, the whole thing had just split open, so. The dehiscence on the outside, it was, it was bad. She really was under so much tension that it created these large wounds. So we took a, a little bit of a skin graft from the other side of her groin, which we didn't use before. And uh, I just put that in over the open wounds, repacked the vagina, and we covered everything up. And let the skin recover as much as it can. Skin grafts don't always work. And if that happens, then we will probably just do the skin grafts again. Let me just take a, a picture too. Poor thing. You could be a porn star for all the photos you're taking. <laughs> I have some concern that we yeah, can get enough mobility of the tissues make. that we can make the labial structures look convincing. You know, I really thought after this third surgery that everything would be smooth sailing, but now there's this whole hiccup. My pee stream is not quite going out in the right direction. And just recently, I've been experiencing less clitoral sensation. I feel like I've already lost the aesthetics, you know? Hopefully after this revision, it'll look good once it heals. But if I lose some of my sensation and nerve endings, I might never experience an orgasm. Every single child who was, or adolescent, who was truly lost. Short, so, short-term gains, people. So. That's all she got. I just realized. Could, could you hear all of that? They're not oh, yeah, yeah, I could hear all that. So I'm confused. So this this, this person a, was a he? This at, was a he. At uh -huh. five or six? At five or six. And why did they transition her? Because or his mama got a show out of it. Because mama got a show out of it. And mom, this is the mom who literally said, it, I am going to ram this dilator up your well, vagina if you do not do it every night. Because otherwise that For wound, mom's that grata wound own close. gratification. That, that wound will close. That wound will close. And that's the thing. That's the thing that they don't tell you. They don't tell you that this is a wound that does not heal. For the rest of your life, you have to take an acrylic thing how, and, and put it up there. And this is a single mom, right? No. And how no. how old no. is Jazz Jennings? Mm -hmm. She's got brothers here. So Jazz Jennings is 22 in this family. Video. And, and the video, well, I'm, I'm saying she's a single mom. She's 20. Sorry, no. pause, pause, not, I, I don't think so. I think there was a divorce, but that's neither here nor there. I think, 
I believe Jazz was 17 when this happened. Yeah. But it was a minor when this happened, and Jazz Jennings is now 22 or so now. Okay, so that the reason I was asking is because talking about sexualizing children. children. Mm. Correct. And and, 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 and that's and that's the frightening thing. And I don't think people realize just how little jazz was told about this. Remember I am jazz, remember all of it was huge during the two thousand aughts. TLC had this person out there and they were using this child as a um, income stream. Mom was using this child as an income stream. And and money is, is commonly commonly a part of this. But, I, but before we get to the, the money aspect, I want to look at someone. So Jazz, in that video, by the way, link in the description below to Candace Owens' thing. Candace Owens got a reply back from Jazz Jennings saying, leave me alone. Let us exist. You're not helping. And Candace Owens is saying, well, you're fine to believe that. But all I'm trying to do is tell you what's happening to you is abuse. And it is wrong. Wait, wait. Um... And we can see that in this room. She, wait, she replied back to her and said, leave me alone. Then why the heck do you have a TV show about you if you didn't want whiplash? If you if you truly wanted to do this under the table, why have a TV show? Well, that's the whole thing. That's the whole point. Yeah. Right, yeah. That, 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 that was not her decision to make. That was mom's. Mom did that, that right. to her. Mom did that to her. So I want to go to someone else who's had a much, much uh, more, um, a much different reaction to this and that's chloe cole and uh chloe cole if you can pull up that next one my friend uh go ahead and pull up it'll be the next one yep uh nope nope it'll be a little bit further okay let me pull that up real quick i've got it from here i'm just going ahead so out of the top of your head y'all know here. how much this stuff cost uh we're going to talk about it we're going to talk about 1.5 we're, 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 we're going to get to that stat i need you to calm down Billy? you know if you read if you read the outline for the podcast you would no, see I always it. like give my first thing. So it's gonna be it's gonna be this <laughs> it's gonna be this one. Stop the butcher, uh, butchers. Go ahead and get the YouTube capture up. Thank you. Go ahead and transition. Oh, I like that guy. He's so funny. Well, or consent has to be documented, but it also has to be informed. And informed means you have to understand what you're consenting to. You needed to be walked through in great detail. All of the issues that were relevant to you on the psychological and medical front, all the options that were available to you, and the pros and cons of all those options. I can't see in any possible way that that could have been done with any degree of thoroughness in something under 15. six months of weekly therapy. And I would say that's an absolute minimum to walk anyone through something as complicated as what you laid out. The problem with me starting it so young was not only that I couldn't consent, I couldn't really fathom the full, just the full picture of things. You know, I'll never be able to breastfeed. Um, I'll never have that erogenous sensation in my chest back. I do, I do hate to speak about it, but I'm experiencing sexual dysfunction at the age of 18. That's something that women usually go through when when they're in their 40s to 50s. How is I supposed to know? Stop it there. So that's a whole interview with Chloe Cole on Jordan, Jordan Peterson's channel. That's so channel. sad, man. It, it breaks my heart every time I see that. Because that's a 15-year-old girl that they took in, and you can hear her voice. Mm -hmm. it, that never will change. She will never get her voice back. 
they've stolen her voice. I mean, we're, we're talking Disney villain level of 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 evil here, and from people <laughs> so who sad. are from people who look like Ursula. Uh, I mean, you, you you can't make it up. These are people who are stealing innocence. They're stealing youth. They're stealing opportunity. You. And, and you got to look and go, why are they doing this? And it's always for their own selfish gain. It, this is not about the kids. This is not about them feeling good. You look at all of these people doing it. Their livelihood is doing studies on this. Their livelihood is getting to push these transitions. Their entire job is all about this. If all of a sudden they d- determine this isn't safe, we should not be doing this. These people are out of jobs. Yeah. And they know this. And they are doing a lot of this for selfish reasons. And they're bought into it. And and the question comes up, why don't we have more detransitioners? Well, let's take Jazz, Jazz Jennings for a moment. What would it cost Jazz Jennings if Jazz stopped identifying as female? A lot. Everything. Everything would be gone. You want to know what happens when you lose your friend group? You, 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 you latched onto the LGBT group as part of your adolescence to get through adolescence and now you have to ditch this family this family will hate you they will come for you you either trans you either detransition like chloe cole and you take an enormous amount of heat from the establishment or you suck it up and live your life even though you're not happy with it you want to know why we don't have more detransitioners that's a that's a very distinct possibility. I was going to say, I mean, the other option is by the time they're ready to detransition, they're now looking at the long-term effects of what's going to happen to my life if I make this transition. And they're not willing to detransition because of how it's going to affect their social life. They're now able to make these decisions go, I don't want to go through that. But we let them go through it when they can't make the decisions. Correct. Correct. You know, who, but who's, but... The ones that they know that are the big losers are the are the people like WPATH, LGBT people, the 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 trans people. Those are the ones that are the major big losers. That's why they throw all of this garbage at all of these people and going to make their lives such a a terrible way because. It's their groups that are the major losers when they lose people that are going to come out and go, hey, detransitioning's not good for you. It's, look what it's done to my life. Yeah, and they right. talk about how horrible it is yeah. what transitioning has done. And so I'm detransitioning. Mm-hmm. What is that going to do to their, you know? Yeah, it's going to change their it, whole mindset. It's going to change their outlook. Sure. Yeah. So. And I actually want to go to Scott Nugent here. And so before we bring this up, I want to go ahead and just preface it real quick. Who is Scott Nugent? Well, if you watch What is a Woman, Scott Nugent is a female to male transition uh, who transitioned at 42. And Scott Nugent actually transitioned at 40, I believe it was 42, it's in the 40s. And Mm -hmm. she was a very, very adamant strong woman uh she had divorced her husband at some point and was with a woman and this woman did not like living with a lesbian uh and and so this this woman was told 
hey, maybe, maybe you know, you're a very domineering, masculine woman. Maybe you're just trans. In fact, you should go ahead and look into that. And of course, Scott Nugent was told, uh, it, no problem. We can make you a man. We're going to cut this right here off. By the way, if you have kids in the room, get, you know, get them out. We're going to cut from here all the way to here. And then we're going to make a fake phallus. And we are going to uh, graft, just like Marcy Bauer said, we're going to take what's there. We're going to turn it around and we're going to graft it on. By the way, guess what happens in reality? You have ruptures. You have, and with and with um, uh, Jazz's surgery, as, as to what you were alluding to, Clint, there wasn't enough there to make a good graft. And that's why Jazz was saying, I'm losing sensation. So all that to say, that's Scott Nugent. Scott Nugent comes through and now Scott Nugent has six inch hairs. Again, if you have kids in the room, get rid of them. Get them out of the room. He has six-inch hairs growing in Scott Nugent's urethra. This is putting this is putting constant. We're, we're, we're talking about someone who is literally in staph infection territory every year, multiple times a year. Someone who's going to lose their life early, in all likelihood. So go ahead and pull that. Go ahead and pull up that clip, and we're, we're going to watch part of this. Uh, link in the description below, as always. Uh, it's going to be on the um, YouTube capture, I believe. Yep. Uh, wait, no, no, no. You're right. It is the Twitter. Go ahead and grab the 16 by 9. Thank you. Perfect. Go ahead and run it over. Let's start it. From 501. No. What we're doing is, is we're pushing a medical process that if a child gets on it at 14 and lives to 85, that generates 1.5 million dollars in synthetic hormone. Do you guys get that? That doesn't even that doesn't even cover complications. It doesn't cover surgery. And yet you call him a bigot. Matt Walsh, and you don't talk people. to me. You show all of the people trans women and women. We need to let children have the time to learn to love their natural bodies and embrace their differences. Because the truth is, is that the kids that are wanting to medically transition are the most vulnerable parts of our society. They are the ones that are same-sex attracted. This bigot, he's trying to protect gays and lesbians, future gays and lesbians, but you, got, you call him a bigot. They are children that are mentally gifted. They are children that have ADHD. They are children that are mentally ill. They are all the kids that don't belong. You're robbing that time that they need to gain a thick skin. Because at 25, being different, how many same people have done anything major in this world. They're all different people. But you don't realize that until you're a CEO at 25. You're stealing that from them. With gender interventions, there are no takebacks. Puberty blockers are not merely a pause button. In fact, the corporation that's telling you puberty blockers are safe, that generates and produces, all that puberty blockers that they say is a pause, it doesn't hurt. In 2003, 
They were sued by the U.S. government, deemed a criminal enterprise for false advertising. No, no, keep going, keep going. And bribery. They paid $874 million like that. The biggest, the biggest payout at the time, more than Oxycontin at the time. This is a company that doesn't have the money to run studies on puberty blockers for children? Or is it that they know there is no doctor in the world that would sign on it that it's safe? Shame on you for not covering him and me. That's good. Thank you. So this is someone who obviously has been injured in the worst possible way by this. And if you watched What is a Woman, by the way, it was on Twitter for free for 24 hours recently. There was a whole kerfuffle. Twitter actually took it down, said we're going to block it. Elon Musk came in and said, wait a minute, wait a minute. We committed to this. Let's go ahead and play it through. Um, Scott Nugent on that documentary said it really well. He said, they got me at 42. What do you think they're going to do to your children at 11 and 12? And it's money. It's money-based because it's not just studies. You're right. These people, these academics, they live their whole life on studies and on, on, on projects that are government-funded on how transgender this, transgender that, benefits this, benefits that, but also big pharma. Where is the, where is the skepticism of big pharma that we used to have on the left? I mean – and by the way, I've always been skeptical of big pharma. I've always had a problem with them. I've always been curious. I've been let's 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 take everything with a grain of salt because there is a this for that going on, right? But that's that's all gone out the window when it's about an ideology, isn't it? Any thoughts? Well, there's no science behind this. This is all ideology. I'm just curious how us as teenagers, well, us as teenagers, teenagers, myself included, how we don't do just basic research. This this stuff ain't hard to find. It's not. You can literally just search it up and won't even be past the second page of Google. It's not that hard. When in history have we ever looked at a little child and said, what do you want? And then we go out of our way to give the child what they want. No, oh, I was at Whataburger the other day and that child was controlling both of his parents. And I looked at him and I looked at my dad and my dad just would have been, he, man, my dad would just busted me if I told him what to do. <laughs> I read, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, uh, <clears throat> I read a story online today where a kid was like, dad, I want a Slurpee from 7-Eleven. Dad, I want a Slurpee. And dad goes, I'm never buying you a Slurpee again. Shush. And then you go, 18 years later, dad went in 7-Eleven, bought, bought himself a Slurpee, comes out, and the guy goes, you didn't get me one? He goes, no, I said I was never going to buy you one again. <laughs> you know? Was that your dad? No. no but <laughs> to tie it back in, when as parents have they stopped trying to be a parent and started trying to be the best friend of their kid? Yeah. It, that's the way it is now, man. They they want to be best friends instead of being parents. You see that constantly all the time. And I'm, I, I go like, why are these people? I'll look at my wife and I say, why are they trying to be friends with their kids or parents, man? That's not to say you can't be friends with your kids. Don't Okay, don't misinterpret me. But my parents are my parents. They are not my friends. 
friends is here. Parents are here. Yes. Uh, yeah, there, exactly. There's a difference. My parents will always be the second people in my life because God's number one. They will always be the second people in my life at all times. There is no one ever going to be higher than my parents but God. Uh, sorry, future wife. <laughs> that's how it cuts. Actually, that's not how it cuts. But I, I we'll was going to say, we've had yeah, biblical yeah, studies yeah. to review. I, I don't know, you, man. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I know you haven't, so, you haven't been married yet, okay? And I, I don't wanna, plan to be. <laughs> I want to cover. Actually, it's to the rapture. Yeah. I want to cover real quick. There's something, there's something much more sinister here. There's something much more sinister here. And, and th- there is a problem in all of this that I think a lot of people miss and you, you, you don't want to attribute motive where you don't need to. But, um, uh, with that said, there is something very concerning and it, it, it reeks of Kinsey. It reeks of John money who oh, took gosh, sexual, gosh. who took sexual pleasure at the, at the cost of children and go and look at our other podcasts on that. Go look up John money, uh, Kinsey mm-hmm. in their in their research, Kinsey had a had an infamous book where Table Thirty Four was about the time that uh, it took for sub one or two year olds to have a reaction to sexual stimulus. Okay, uh, because because it was it was a cornophile because this guy was actually taking ev- evidence from people who t- abuse kids. So it gets even worse when you look at the work of thomas if you look look at the work of thomas w johnson it gets even more concerning which by the way before we do though they're putting another letter to the lgbt acronym if you can pull that up it's going to be an e it's going to be an e to the acronym i just got used to lgbtqia2 plus i know go ahead and pull up that it's going to be on the on the portrait yep that was the twitter portrait capture And let's go ahead and listen to what this lady has to say. Uh, this W Path lady has to say about the E. Make sure you start at the beginning, though. Pull it all the way to the beginning. Thank you, sir. And let's go. A group of gender diverse individuals who haven't been very visible are eunuchs. And there is an entire chapter devoted to these folks in the most recent version of the WPATH Standards of Care, WPATH is the World Professional Association of Transgender Health. And so basically, a eunuch is somebody who's assigned male at birth but may not be comfortable with the masculine features and may also benefit from gender affirmation care, which could mean orchiectomy in some patients. Now, we have to be very careful because we know that if we just take away sex hormones completely, patients can have problems with osteoporosis and cardiovascular disease. So usually the patient will supplement on either low-dose testosterone or low-dose estrogen, and it requires specialized care. But sometimes this is an important part of gender affirmation surgery for this uh, group of patients. Pause it there. Okay. A group of gen... So... Okay, no kidding, Sherlock. And you're looking at the at the culmination of a hundred one point five million dollars per patient in some cases for supplemental hormones, depending upon which one you're at. I don't pretend to know what an orchiectomy ultimately ends up needing. Uh, by the way, that's that, that that's Sir, that's neutering them like, like a cat. Uh-huh. I I guess I'm confused. So this this new E is eunuch. I'm eunuch. 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 
I don't know anybody oh, yeah. who ever volunteered to be a eunuch, but no, it, it, exactly. No. Yeah, I was pretty sure. No, was this it, is doing it to them like when they're like when they're kids, young kids. And so here's here's Before where it gets puberty. Here's where it gets wild. <laughs> here's where it gets wild. And this is on a on a Substack uh, from uh, Graham Linehan, and this is uh, dot com uh, dot Substack rather dot com. And it turns out that a bunch of academics, including a very famous one, his name is uh, Thomas W. Johnson, uh, are all involved with a online site that um, traffics in child corn, where they. It's all about castration and mutilating children, and that's and and when surveyed, they these people said that they had a moment of personal enjoyment, physical enjoyment, when they watched animals get castrated, and the, and this has now been put onto children. And the way we know this is again, link in the description below. Uh, you can actually look this up. This guy actually accidentally leaked his 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 name and his data and where he was going to be speaking. He goes by Jesus on that forum, um, and and I, I I kid you not, these people have a messiah complex, but they also get off on the harm of children. And these these people these are WPATH members. For those if, sorry, buried the lead there. Main members of WPATH are trafficking publishing creating child castration corn think about that for a minute the people who are saying that we need to administer drugs at tanner stage two where they will be they will ultimately become a eunuch think about Say that don't masochism they're into that kind of stuff sick sick, sick. sick. can we really. just all agree Christian, not Christian. Stop screwing with the kids. Leave them alone. That used to be a universal thought. Don't mess with kids. Yeah. What does it say in Bible about kids? What it mean, the children are a heritage of the Lord. And, and what 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 should you do to yourself? Well, the Lord said nope. anybody hurts a little child, they should just tie a millstone around their neck and right. throw them in the middle of the sea. I said, let's do this to go old buy Testament a bunch stuff. of millstones, y'all. Uh, no, yeah. You understand this? We the, you understand that children are innocent and children are in the image of God and to right. this is a very um, anti God movement because so. it is attacking the innocence of children and it's yeah. attacking the innocent or the image of God and let me be clear when we're saying children we're not just talking about 12 and under I'm talking 15 16 17 those They're are still, still children, children. that's right 18 and 19 too Josh, I'm still ahead. a child. Thank you. <laughs> get out of here. Well, I was going to say the the late Johnny Carson had a very popular saying on his late night talk show. He said, "Let boys be boys and girls be girls." Amen. That'd be something. Hey, yeah, that'd be something did. he would always say. And he was the most liberal, like leftist guy, or one of the most liberal leftist guys on talk show. And he, yet he still acknowledged that he 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 got it and, and that's the thing that, that that we're missing and what what what's the end game of this we talk about this very often but your sexuality is linked in a lot of ways to your view of god and 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 that's why satan attacks that in ancient uh, uh religions you see you see things like Ashtoreth, who mm -hmm. is the goddess of sex change 
It's yep. given unto you in honor to change man to woman, woman to man. It's why it's why they took children, they sacrificed them. That's why they had yep. uh, uh, sex, sexual priests. You know, the, the male prostitutes were temple fixtures. And in those prostitutes, women were expected to lay themselves bare and allow men to run them through. It was it was it was about sex. It, yeah, absolutely. So j j it's, we we did a podcast on this. It's really interesting. Yeah. All the all scholarship on that. Um, worth looking up. But Satan is always attacking the image of Jesus and the bride. He's all the the church. Jesus and the church. The way that we're supposed to be have this intimacy with our Savior. The devil is always attacking it. And look, if if you're if you're listening to this and you're typing an angry hate comment right now about how much we hate you, we literally don't. We 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 are literally doing this. We're saying this because we think that you are being harmed. And I want you to consider something. If you were in a relationship with an abuser and someone came along and told you you are being abused, but you are suffering from whatever Stockholm, whatever syndrome, is that person unloving or misguided, but well-intentioned in either case? It's the worst case scenario, they're loving, but misguided, or they're loving and they're trying to rescue you. One or the other, that's where we are. We're trying to tell you, we think you are in a Stockholm syndrome and you are being abused. It is not a matter of hate. It is a matter of love. That is why we speak out. So I want to wrap up the show today, going around the room. Final thoughts, starting with Miss Nikki. Well, this is, like I said earlier, this is all about the image of God. And children are the most innocent, most vulnerable. And it is, in my opinion, the worst attack on God himself to do this and, and justify it. And in Romans, it talks professing themselves to be wise they became foolish these people actually believe what they're talking about but it's pure foolishness is what it is now they're going to look at me and say well we have this degree and we have that degree it doesn't matter it's it's not sustainable it's wicked and it's hoard like the rest of us you were defecating in your diaper just a few years ago i'm sorry just because you have a degree you aren't that you aren't that far removed from from that baby you're, we're all on a journey. We're all learning. I'm sorry. Your experience does not mean that you get to play God. Correct. Clint. As a Christian, it's sad to see this. It's sad to see people going through so much pain, especially when the truth is right in front of them. And the, the grass is not greener on that side. It is pitch black. Don't ride the fence because even not as a Christian, Christ is still the better option if you just think about it. Someone you just have to say, oh, you're real. I believe in you. I have faith and I can go to heaven. No purchases, no extra need works. No, I have to do certain amount of things a day to get into heaven. There's no dollar sign that I need to pay. There's nothing that I can do will believe and have faith in you to be in a glorious place with a new body. Oh, can't wait for that, by the way. Clothed in righteousness. And all I have to do is believe. 
as a as someone who plays bets, why not place your bet with that? Amen. Why not? Because clearly, they it it was said just here. There is no end goal. There's no satisfaction left if you do a transition. There's no satisfaction. Why would you even? There's no longer a point in doing it. Uh, chair culture style. I mean, our entire culture is all about this right now. It's June. It's Pride Month, right? Every company's logo has a rainbow on it. I get it. I do think we need to be loving towards these people. John Arthur said it earlier. We come at this with love. I have friends. I've walked with friends through this, and I love them. I've seen kids that I have uh, counseled who have still gone through with things. You know, makes you wonder how good I am. But, um, <laughs> you know, um, you just... You still have to love the people, but the situation on how we're letting people get into this into this mind frame and we're letting these higher ups start to say, oh, yeah, this is important. You need to do this and forcing kids into it. That should not be our culture. Don't get so caught up in I need to love these people that we lose the sight of what is and is not healthy for our culture, for our kids, and for ourselves. Absolutely. It is not loving to allow a child to play in the street. It is not loving to throw a child to wolves. Mr. Steve. And, you know, um, what people have to understand, well, uh, in the words of one of my friends, people need to understand um, that there's no political party that's going to save you from anything. The only thing that's going to save you is Jesus Christ. Amen. And it's like they've said here, Nikki, Clint, and uh, Justin. Yeah. Justin. <laughs> right. Oh, I thought it was Billy Bob. <laughs> I have been on this podcast. <laughs> You understand? We're, we're, we're older, okay? No, it's farther uh, like they've mentioned before <laughs> that you know uh, Jesus is the only way, and and you know we all love you just because we're Christians. That doesn't mean that we hate you. It's not what you do. It it's because of what you are. We don't hate what you are. It's what it is that that's happening it's what you do that we don't care for because the bible says what you do is a sin the person no doesn't matter what you have done in your life jesus can save you and forgive your sins that man hung on the cross for any sin that was committed no matter how great amen Josh, final thoughts? You know, I think what you won't find, and it's been mentioned, what you won't find in that community and what you won't find, and I'm speaking to people who are transgender, I'm speaking to the, the people out there who are part of the LGBTQ community, I think what you won't find in that community is unconditional love. I think it is very much a condition upon their love for you. And I think you should be very weary of that because... If you think about that and you draw that out to its natural conclusion, uh, think about how your current friend group talks about people who are Christian or think about how your current friend group talks about people who are from Islam or how they talk about 
Jews and what they believe. If you were to become a Christian, or let's say you said, you know, I think I disagree with this, would they still love you? And if your answer to that is no, then I think that that's where you find the root of the problem is that you don't have a place where you are unconditionally loved. And there's only one place you will find true unconditional love. Uh, and not even just unconditional love, a love that is infathomable. It's, it's not, you can't put a, a, a word to it. And that is the love of Jesus Christ. And Great. when you understand that he died for people that would murder, he died for people that would commit mass atrocities. And he didn't do it because they were going to do those things. He did it irregard of all those things because that's who he is. And when you have somebody who has a love for you that's that deep, it's uh, it's it's really hard to fathom. And and so I I think for for those people in those communities, uh, I just implore you to really think about where is unconditional love coming from. And if it's not that community, well, then I think you should distance yourself from that community and come to a community that embraces unconditional love. I'll embrace you unconditionally <laughs> with know. love. We know. With that said, and we appreciate it. <laughs> we that appreciate said. that. <laughs> With that said, just final final thoughts from, from me here, also in the chair of economics. When they come for your children, what they're doing is they're devaluing their children. And what, what I mean by that is your value as an image bearer of God is right here. Your value to these people is a dollar sign or worse, an object of pleasure, an object of they are enjoying what they do to you. And you don't believe me? Go look at our tulip. Go look at all these other people who have, look at Scott Nugent. Look at people who went back and they pleaded. They said, you have screwed this up. Please help fix what you have damaged. And they shut the door on them okay whether it is pleasure or it is money they do not care they do not value you there is someone who does value you and there is a group of people a true christian who is living in the love of christ will value you they will want to help you through this wherever you are in this progress towards uh, transitioning, detransitioning, wherever you are, there is room at the cross for you. There's room in the church for you. There is a place for you. There is a place to belong. This is not a message of hate. This is a message of warning and a message of love. And this is something that we really, and look, I hope we've laid it out today. I hope the worst you can think of us is that they're misguided, but they're kind. I really hope you can think that. I really hope you can see that because that's where we're coming from. Or I hope that you can see that, wait a minute, there is something wrong here. There is a problem because I do not think a single one of us has acted out of hate or said anything other than this is a, this is an act of love. This is, we want to make sure that you know, because if we don't warn people, why do you care? If you don't warn people and people are harming children, what does that make you? If you like this podcast, like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. 
Uh, with that said, thank you for just, it's just shy. It's just shy of 200,000 views. So thank you so, so much for those views. Thank you for Rumble. Rumble, thank you for uh, 70 something subscribers. I mean, it's, it's still going up. But uh, with that said, uh, YouTube, we're watching you. Still and all you guys leaving angry uh, reports and hate uh, comments. Keep them coming. Keep Those watching. are my favorite. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, if y'all want to come it, hop up on Twitter, I'll be there too. I'll reply to your hate comments. Our you resident know, twit is on great. Twitter. It's true. I will reply. And yeah. uh, cool. just remember, if it's spelled right, it's me. If it's not, well, I mean, uh, <laughs> it's, if it's grammatically incorrect, it's most likely me. And you can, by all means, correct it. <laughs> in, 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 in my offense, I sit there for an hour reading the tweet over and over and over again. It's like, uh, I don't have that time. I got like 30 said minutes. irregardless today, and I twitched a little. I didn't say irregardless. You said yeah. irregard of. Irregard of. In regard of? Yes. <laughs> well, we, we've got, so, you know, if you were still here, understand Justin's like major nerd here. So, oh my Not gosh, major? Well, maybe. Yeah. So, okay. no fake totally out today. No fake out today. If you were still here, if you are still here, we're not going to pick you out today. You are a super listener or you are asleep. Uh, going around the room, we're going to do something light because we're talking about some really rough stuff again this week. Uh, what is your favorite childhood programming? Favorite childhood programming that you watch? Cartoon? You say Caillou. Oh. What's Caillou your favorite childhood programming, Miss Nikki? Fat Albert. Fat Albert. Fat Albert. Oh, Fat Albert. I love yeah. Fat Albert. <laughs> She's racist. What? Clint. Dude, mine's going to definitely have to be Street Sharks or... Um, oh, my gosh. Do- uh, Double Dragons. Dual Dragons? Yeah, Double Dragons. You and I watch completely different programs. I have not heard of those at all. This is a 90s thing, buddy. Older than me. I didn't know that could happen. Um, I was there when Jesus was walking. No. Uh, As a child, my favorite was always Barney. I'm sorry. (laughs) You know what? I'm sorry for my parents. I had a couple that I really enjoyed a lot, and that was either Green Hornet or Dennis the Menace. Oh, my oh Dennis the Menace was good. Yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed those. Sharks Probably my out of all of them was Green Hornet. I don't know. Tailspin. Uh, <gasps> oh, yes. Or yeah. Thomas Tank Engine. One or the other. Compared the age. Mine's was either it was so it was Ed, Ed, and Eddie, or it was Yu Gi Oh! And then also <laughs> another thing for me, I loved Oswald the Octopus. Uh, and I, in fact, the reason I have a scar that's on my forehead is because of Oswald the Octopus. Uh, uh. The boy who's violent, y'all. Did he smack you? What the heck did y'all, y'all you do? Oh, no, tell. I had a plush toy. And I y'all would go around in a circle. How old I am. And then as I'd go around in a circle, I rammed my forehead into the side of a wall. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> no one said he was coordinated. <laughs> and Mr. Producer's favorite is Scooby-Doo. So tell us down sure. in the comments section. Oh, any teen, Teenage Ninja Turtle fans? The original, not the newer ones. Y'all the can, original. Y'all can tell how old I am by being Green a Hornet. Green Hornet. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so with that said, tell us in the comment section down below your favorite childhood programming because uh, there's something good to remember about those days of childhood innocence. Don't let someone steal that from you, your children, or your grandchildren. Love you all. Have right. a wonderful day. Bye. 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 My favorite programming was airplane instruction manuals from the 80s.
<laughs> <laughs> For keeping that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry.